0: Welcome to the GNA podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. I'm your host, Shadow Fox. Wait. Oh crap, that's right. Tonight, it's actually kind of a short list because apparently some of them are dicking around in either upstate New York or New York or Vermont or something like that. But I'm joined tonight by Cyberblood. How are you tonight, buddy?
1: I'm doing alright. I'm in upstate New York and I got to hang out with uh let's see, that would be uh Two-fifths of the crew this weekend, which was fun.
0: Sounds good. Sounds better than my weekend's been going. So, uh, normally this is where we would ask more people how they're doing, but again, it's just us two, so let's go ahead and skip on to the next part. Hold
1: on, hold on. How are you this evening, good sir? Oh,
0: I'm doing doing alright. It's been kind of a harsh week for me, but I did come back from vacation last week, and that was pretty good. But yeah, this is this is a week I'd rather forget about right now.
1: Understandable.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna go ahead and get what I'm drinking out of the way though, because we all know it's nothing—Pepsi with cherry flavor.
1: Ah, uh, you traitor! Oh, you traitor! I can't, I
0: can't drink the. Uh, so, I like cherry Coke. I love cherry Coke, but I binged it for like a month straight just because it was there and now it has a weird taste to me that I cannot get out of my system.
1: I'm not even talking about that. Oh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. I I am following in suit of Sir Shadow for most of the shows. I am oh. drinking this lovely vintage not so much vintage I should say, pitch black.
0: All right. So there's there's actually a, a story around this. Um I am not the cleanest person in the world. My sister actually jokes about me for leaving cans anywhere in an attempt to reduce my waste of soda because I have a bad habit of cracking cans open and leaving them around. Yes, you can send an email and ask Cecil if it's something I do. He will say yes. Uh, In an attempt to reduce that, now I only buy two liters. So when I drink uh, something like Pitch Black or Code Red, because Code Red, you can find it in a two liter, just not at my local store. It's, it's, I buy a case and it's considered splurging. I treat it more as a treat than anything.
1: All right. All right. I got to say, yes, I'm guilty of the same thing, but you see, this is my area and I clean it when I feel like it. I don't care what the other half says or anyone else. I'll get to it when I get to it. And usually it's like two days and I'll get to it. Yeah. So it's not long.
0: That, that's fair. I'm worse than that. And I don't really have a space in my apartment. Um, You've been in here. It's a loft. The only room is bathroom. Everything else is just a wide open space, which Fair enough. the cats control. So are you actually drinking?
1: Yeah, speaking of cats, oh. um, my cat has learned how to push out my Opie seat to hop up in it to sleep. And the cat knows that it's forbidden to sleep in my chair because the cat pissed on my other chair that I had to get rid of. And I don't want that to happen to this, because, yeah, somebody's not going to shell out over $200 to replace his seat.
0: When you say get rid of, are you talking about the cat or the chair?
1: I had to get rid of the chair. Fair enough. I wasn't allowed to get rid of the cat, even though I wanted to. Even after it pissed on, uh, you know, something we're going to talk about tonight.
0: Ooh, ouch. So, yeah, I'll tell you about what happened with uh, Kittler offline but yeah we we're finding them a new home we love them but oh well
1: so sad ah
0: uh, so sad so are you so are I you wish, actually drinking I I any
1: one. alcohol with your uh, your pitch black uh, negative negative i am not
0: so we're just
1: i yep games we're, and nerds st- tonight actually yeah yeah we're games and nerds tonight
0: oh man you know what at least cecil's probably drunk somewhere
1: well i gave him four cans of ipa um, when I saw him the other day, so he might be burying himself in those, and he has been buying like uh um big bottles of booze, like beer booze, not like alcohol booze, oh yeah, um yeah, trying out all these flavors that he's finding around here
0: yeah that i'm I'm not surprised, so our crew members are drunk elsewhere they're with us with spirit or in spirit. Drinking spirits. So many spirits.
1: Yeah, I I figured I'd uh, be a sober one tonight, considering they're probably out getting hammered. I mean, and I didn't want to have you be the odd man out.
0: Aw, oh, thank you. Cecil should have learned not to let me host after he let me host an anime night once, and I commandeered, uh, I forget what we were watching, but we watched One Punch Man when I took over the one night.
1: Oh, nice, nice.
0: We, we warned whoops, him. off track. Oh, man, on track is not something I do. You'd think he'd know that. All right, moving on to State of Games. At least that's what I think. Hang on, I'm trying to read read these notes here. Yep, State of Games. State of Games. So, Zyra, what have you been playing this week?
1: Well, I, uh, I'm still playing and chopping away at Conan Exiles. I am becoming a masterful slaver and keeping all of my uh, constituents in bondage and doing whatever the hell i want him to do um yeah
0: so uh i've played that game before and i played it with Daymok, and i don't know what he goes by these days um uh what he's in my chat somewhere where is he veticon no no that's that's damoc's uh other handle but um no it's our our co-worker i don't want to say his actual name i'm trying to Buffalo? Buffalo. No, Buffalo has a new name, though. I'm trying to remember what it. Oh, it, I think it's K-O-H. Yeah, Ko. 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 So, uh, we were we were playing Conan Exiles, and, uh, so Daymok and I are just running around. Well, I started off, I, would like, died nine times, because that game's pretty unforgiving at the beginning.
1: Yes, it is. It is very unforgiving. So,
0: I basically started building my hut next to the spawn. Cut out the middle man there. And, uh, so Damoc joins in, starts annexing my property into his property, and uh I'm just going to say Buffalo, since it's easier to say. Buffalo, who's hosting the servers, the admin of it, finds where we're at, using his admin tools, builds a tower. Like, I'm not even kidding, tower. Like, the equivalent of, like, ten stories above us, and it just starts firing arrows at me.
1: Yeah, that that probably got him also the Reach for the sky uh, achievement.
0: Then he spawned Cthulhu to destroy everything. So, as a group, we then moved on, and uh, he made Damoc an admin, so they just kind of, like, started building without me. At one point, I was begging for food. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can, can somebody Wait, throw down some meat or something?
1: You didn't go and, like level up and get the perk oh, to like skin. Oh, I and...
0: tried to, but like I said at the beginning, that game is that game is harsh at the beginning as it should be, but Yeah,
1: but if you go around near the um like palm trees and shit while you cut them down, there are uh, freaking grubs there you can pick up and eat. Oh. Yeah,
0: clearly I didn't learn the game that well. I only played like the one night too. Like I think they tried again. Then we found Seven Days to Die. Like shortly afterwards. Oh, okay,
1: okay. That's that's when we started play together.
0: Yeah, that's. I kind of miss those days. Everyone's just been so busy.
1: Yeah. Well, my my Conan uh, Exiles is open anytime anyone wants to play. I got a big old Canyon Fortress going. Oh,
0: that's good. <laughs> I. Maybe next week I might hop in on that. I need to work on some things next week, too. And I'm almost done with Borderlands 2. Oh,
1: nice, nice.
0: Which is what I've been doing. So it's not like it's... I have this thing where I'm not nostalgic. I like playing things that are familiar to me. I like sequels. I like playing the same games over and over again. So Cecil got me back into Borderlands 2. He played with me one night. and I just kept going. And I have one DLC left again. Oh, nice. That's uh, that's all well, I've done.
1: Speaking of familiarity, that's the only reason why I've been sticking with uh, the Conan Exiles. It's very familiar to me to a lot of games that we were playing, such as Seven Days to Die and you know, a few other games like Ark or whatever. It was very familiar in that sense. So it was like, okay, I could do this. And I felt it was a little more forgiving than Ark or Seven Days to Die. So I was like, okay, this is cool.
0: That is that is true. So, like, Conan, a lot of the enemies, yeah, they'll kill you in one or two hits. Like, the enemies are a little less forgiving. But the enemies just don't really most of the time go out of their way. Like the, the Leatherback Turtles, I think it was. They just kind of want to be left alone, but seven days, everything just wants to murder you. They're easy to kill if you're not, you know, stupid. But Ark, oh, Ark. Ark was a a bad mix of both of them, where you're just, you're wandering around, you're wandering around, Allosaurus Rex appears, two Allosaurus Rex appears, three Allosaurus Rex appears, and you're running like a dumbass through the jungle, for lack of a better term, and
1: you're dead. Yeah, because your freaking endurance runs out, and two of their steps is like forty of yours. Yeah.
0: So, uh, arc Arc is really a team-based game, and I've learned from our group that we're retarded.
1: Yeah, we're good in some sense when it's a team, but when someone thinks they have a better idea than the other, not so much. It's it's
0: if the game allows like team killing to be on, that's what will happen endlessly
1: uh we did have that on in arc for a little while yeah
0: a uh, number of times i've been tranked in arc
1: <laughs> yep i think i was the first one to test that out
0: <laughs> on you so i i some of this is a lot of what cecil did to me was revenge in arc because so when uh when we got cecil into the game damak and i and maybe you had been playing for like a couple hours and we had something yeah. set up So, we're trying to navigate Cecil to where we are. He dies on a beach about maybe a thousand yards from us. His dead corpse made it to our base before he ever did. His corpse Yes, he did. And in response, he tranked me and then threw me off a cliff.
1: That, and every time he fell asleep, he dragged you into the water.
0: Yes. I think he had a vendetta against me. I think I once came back into the game because in the game... If you're not there, your character's just sleeping. I think I was locked in a box. I think so. I'm actually now concerned about what's going on in my life. Metaphor? I don't know. You tell me. It is Cecil Voodoo. I know. All right. Um, Anything else on
1: that topic? Uh, no, That's that's pretty much all I've been playing other than Pokemon Go, and that's kind of basic oh i guess we got a drink (laughs) okay here we go oh
0: god i gotta unscrew this bottle okay so i don't think cecil will actually forgive me if we don't at least briefly touch on uh the biggest gaming news of the week the 48 minute gameplay uh video for cyberpunk 2077 did you see it i have not oh my god you need to go watch that it is a gameplay uh i guess trailer that's not really a trailer it's literally just 48 minutes of them playing a portion of the game
1: interesting so uh yeah i'm gonna go check that out after the show then if
0: if you haven't checked that out audience which i don't know how zyber hasn't i guess he's just had a week that went
1: well, here's the thing. I have other things to do between the hours that I wake up to when I go to work. When I'm at work, I'm at work. And from like two in the afternoon to midnight, it's just work. Fair when enough. I come home, I watch a little, you know, Babylon 5, and that's it.
0: Fair enough. To everybody else that doesn't have a life, no excuses. Because it was amazing.
1: Exactly, We hold you to a higher standard.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, most of us have lives. But uh, in the trailer, well, I I gotta stop saying trailer. In the gameplay footage, they basically just showed the fact that it's an open world environment. It's almost like a futuristic GTA kind of thing. The full RPG elements, the customization, they showed... How the combat works when you're low leveled. And then at one point towards the end, they're just like, and for this demonstration, we're just going to unlock like late game abilities. And oh my God, it was glorious. I'm getting it.
1: I'm probably going to get it just based on what I followed in the little blurbs and the fact that, you know, I love, absolutely love the Witcher games. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's enough for me to give them enough clout on saying, yes, you're going to get my money for this game.
0: CD Projekt Red, they know how to make a game. There's a reason that they're a double-digit percentage of pull like GDP. Indeed. All right, Uh, right. I'm not really good at describing things, as you can tell here. So go watch it, and we're moving on to the topic of tonight, which was going to be something about health bars and how they've changed. Being me, we threw that out the window. We're talking about camera equipment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we 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 bounced that idea. Is It's, to me, something that we need more of the crew than two yeah. to really discuss. So, yeah, we bounced it.
0: So, instead, we're talking about cameras because, as some of you have probably figured out, I'm a photographer because, you know, that's what my website morganbs.com is about, and so is Zyber.
1: Yes, Yes it is. Cyber,
0: go ahead and give out your website information.
1: Um my website information is too big, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm to pass.
0: On. Oh, you passed on me. It's somewhere in the GNA Discord, guys.
1: Yes, yes, it's in there somewhere. Um it's a Wix site, so it has all that Wix information in the link, so it's long.
0: Alright, so let's let's I'm adding one thing to the start of it. So um I'm pretty sure we're both Canon DSLR users. Does that sound right?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Um but we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on um I wanna touch on some of the things that are coming out of both Canon and Nikon. But um for my background is I've been shooting oh, well, I picked up photography about two years ago, roughly, after traveling around the country. And I picked up my, uh, my Canon Rebel T6S and have since bought an ADD and a, or a Canon 60, and I have like five or six lenses floating around. But I mostly do a lot of wildlife uh, photography, and then on occasion some landscape work I'm trying to get into a little bit more. And I'm trying to do portrait work, but not a lot of models available to me. Skylar, despite being very attractive, doesn't like her picture taken.
1: I hear you there. I uh I picked up photography when I was 14. And that threw me into uh this vocational training they had through school which had photography. They, you know, had you develop film and everything. So that was like 17 through the time I graduated at 18. And ended up going to school for fine arts, which was mostly photography and graphic and visual communication, which I ended up getting my degree in. Nice. So, yeah, I ended up stopping after uh, I moved to Hawaii and all my gear got, you know, stolen out of our car.
0: (laughs) All right, kids, that's going to be our first recommendation for the night. Get insurance on your camera gear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and at that time, I was really, really huge with uh, the stuff that Pentex was putting out. So that's what I originally started on, was uh, Pentex bodies and uh, Rosemont lenses.
0: Renters insurance should cover it.
1: Yeah, at that time, I I don't think that was offered through uh, insurance companies.
0: So that's... That's the number one thing that kills me about, uh, camera equipment. That's the one, first thing I've learned is it's expensive. So expensive. And for the record, I, I do IT work for the federal government. That's where I make my money. I have made approximately negative like eight grand on photography.
1: Um, I, I do, uh, security at a community college i am probably about negative eight grand myself within there um give or take a grand
0: <laughs> cecil's my only client
1: so far my uh roundabout client is d
0: nice nice gotta get them gotta get them d's to get the dollars exactly one of the things i wanted to talk about though is Maybe your opinion might be different since you've had a lot more years of experience. I come from the digital age a hundred percent. My experience with using an SLR is one hundred percent digital. I never had manual cameras, so camera advancement and all that. I don't have a lot of information on since it before two years ago, I wasn't involved. But the number one thing I see on Reddit posts, and I guess Nikon and um Canon are responding to it, is Sony has really brought the mirrorless camera to the f- forefront.
1: Yeah, I heard uh on Sony's um advances I guess, but I don't know. I I like some of the Sony products that they put out, but when it comes to cameras, I I've never once liked a Sony camera. Sure, they have comparable uh color rendering to say Canon, which I love the Canon Color Lab. Absolutely freaking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the, the colors that come off the Canons are amazing.
1: But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence. I'd have to actually use the gear in length to actually form a solid opinion other than what's in the article. Because my opinion of articles is, hey, if you're paid to write an article, you're going to have a bias whether or not you're gonna say something's good or not <laughs> that's just the way I feel about anyone writing an article uh, I'm, I'm
0: the I'm the same way my my biggest issue with the um, the Sony mirrorless and the nikons and the Canons that I'm gonna mention in a minute kind of rectify this the biggest issue I have with Sony is the the same issue that most mirrorless cameras have is they the the idea behind the mirrorless for those of you who don't know is to replace the mirror mechanism in a DSLR or just remove it entirely, which makes the camera slightly smaller. And in my opinion, that's not really a gain. So when you, when you mount a lens on the front of these things, you mount a, a 70 to 200, your, your entire body and lens combination, you're, you're looking at six to eight inches. Yeah, they're not, they're not small. They are not small things. So when you get a mirrorless versus a DSLR, the, the actual savings you're getting is, yeah, some of the lenses are a little bit shorter, but the actual savings is in weight, not the actual size. And Sony has attempted to make the actual bodies as small as possible, which has resulted in these tiny little grips. And I haven't had the, the pr- or I guess the privilege. Yeah, I guess I haven't had the privilege of picking one up and holding it. But like already just using a, a Canon 80D or a 60, that grip is already kind of small without the uh, the battery grip extension on it to me
1: yeah that's like uh with my camera I have the uh um seven t i and that is a smaller version of the a d d oh yeah uh, it's basically a shot for shot clone of it. it is just a smaller version. The only thing that's really different about it is that tops- uh uh little screen that's the only thing different. Other than that, they are pretty much the same exact camera. Well, also uh, the um, fucking uh, ISO stretch is a little different, but not by much.
0: Oh yeah, there's always going to be sensor differences. But
1: uh, so
0: Nikon's have already officially announced their Z, Z series. Z is in Zulu series camera, and that's that's their foray into mirrorless. And Canon has the upcoming. Uh, hasn't been announced yet Uh, they've they've had mirrorless in the in before the m mount which i i don't get it myself but uh it looks like they're about to uh release or yeah release a new product line probably next month judging by the links but it's going to be the r series with apparently more compatibility with the ef ecosystem but the the common denominator between these two new designs is they don't have those super shallow grips. They don't get rid of the top deck display. And that's that's one of the things, like, I'm not going to move over. I need that top deck display. I don't want another dial on the right side. No, just give me a button and let me use my scroll wheel and let me keep my top deck display. So both of those are going to keep that.
1: Yeah, I mean, for myself, I want to either get uh, a 6D as my secondary or primary and have the T7i as a um, secondary, because I like I like the T7I. I mean, it's that nice threshold. Oh, it's a good camera uh, body, right? It's that nice threshold body between like you know advanced and beginner. But also, I want that uh, more professional camera, like with a um, 6D or like an 80D. Um, there's there's no like, unless I get a lot of money of me, like getting the one DX that I want. But hey,
0: <laughs> for for the record, I need to set up a GoFundMe for a one DX Mark II, and then other. Yes, wait, that's same th- here. That's that's down the road. That's another subtopic we have on this. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on mirrorless. And honestly, when when Canon actually officially announces it, I'll I'll take a look at it. But quite frankly, I'm. I'm the kind of person that I I like the heft of the bodies of the mirrored cameras. I, I can see why some people like the mirrorless design, and I don't know why people are saying that mirrorless is going to, like, snuff out DSLRs, because I think a lot of people like you and I are probably going to stick with the mirrored designs. I mean, they might go away. Who knows? But both still have advantages at this time.
1: Right. Like, uh, with... Um, film Uh, film is basically, you know, obsolete. Now there's, there's really no call for it unless it's specifically something someone wants. And then you're paying like an arm and leg to get it developed these days. Um, Like when film first started, it was great. But now since digital has pushed that to the wayside of nostalgia or uh, specialty pieces I think that might end up being what happens to uh, mirrored cameras. It's going to be pushed out into that. Oh, that's nostalgic. That's so grandpa or grandma or whatever. And
0: that's, that's likely. So I, I don't know the full history, but I don't really think digital took over analog until the sensors on digital started coming out with high enough resolutions to actually do like good quality printings and then had the ISO performance.
1: Right. Like uh, when cameras started to get past that, like I believe it was uh, 12 to 15 megapixel, um, it started to become, okay. well, as a company, we want digital over film. One, it costs less to develop pictures because all you do is print them. And that also pushed uh, printers to become better at printing. So, uh,
0: and, and going into that, this is a, this is a side note for the, those of you who are listening that are on the offense about picking up photography. Photography is easier now than it was in the eighties and nineties and before to pick up yes, and is. learn how to do digital is king for a reason. You know how long, like I was able to learn what I know in photography, like the, the quality of my pictures expanded rapidly for, well, they're still expanding now, but. To learn the basic settings of what would have taken you years to learn on analog took me months on digital. Because in digital, you, you can just keep changing settings, take a shot, change settings, take a shot, and you get that instant feedback that's going to teach you your mistakes. You're going to learn the mistakes faster, and you're going to learn the right way to do things.
1: Right. You're not going to burn through film, which costs money. You're not going to build through developing costs, again, money.
0: but before like when when analog was at its cheapest how much would it have cost to print out a picture
1: um usually around like let's say a 24 shot roll you burn that whole roll and you get it developed it was anywhere between like six and 20 bucks
0: so let's just say about 50 cents a shot roughly On average. Alright, fair enough. Alright, so 50 cents a shot. So, my entire library, and I've cleaned it up and I've deleted some stuff, but my entire photo library right now is somewhere around like 88,000 shots in two years. Holy shit. Yeah, I do wildlife. It's it's expensive. Uh, Well, it would be if this was analog because in order to see that stuff, I would either have to review it in a dark room as a negative or I would actually have to get it all printed out. Now with digital and this is why digital took over is i can take those 88,000 shots and i can look at them in full resolution select the best one go okay what are my settings on that okay that's good to know for next time because all my setting information's there i didn't have to write it down anywhere it's all in the files it says oh yeah you shot this at 1/2000th of a second at f4 absolutely so it's if you're looking to get into photography digital's the way to go it's going to You're going to learn the stuff quick because it's that instant feedback. And even if you can't remember what you did at the time that you hit the shutter, your computer knows exactly what you did.
1: Right. And another good thing about it is if, say, um, within reason, the light is a little off in the shot, you can correct that lot easier than you would be able to with a analog shot okay so um that,
0: that's my other advice is if you're beginning shoot in raw and learn how to edit the photos get the um we don't have a sponsorship or anything with them but uh adobe's uh has a lightroom slash photoshop subscription it's 10 bucks a month to get both applications uh, one is, allows you to do some light editing and it's basically a giant catalog. And the other one, it's Photoshop. Everybody knows that. But there are free alternatives as well to both of
1: those. Or, if you don't want to go the monthly route, one program that I use is Portrait Pro. Um, They have uh, scenery, they do portrait editing and all kinds of other stuff. Um, For like 280 bucks, which you would normally back in the day, pay for Photoshop instead of basically uh renting photoshop you could do that route also
0: the point is shoot raw and get yourself an editor of some shape or form uh depending on the platform there's also like darkroom and all that but get a photo editor and because when you shoot it and uh when you shoot raw it has all the data available to it whatever the sensor pulls if you shoot in jpeg it takes it renders it and then dumps the unused data you shoot in RAW, and I did this when I was on that trip last week, where it was a it was a panorama shot. the The sky was completely blown out in this shot. There's all I had at the time because I had nothing to edit on was just the JPEG pulls from the camera. I shot it in RAW, so I still had it when I got back. But the original, the clouds were like completely blown out on this panorama. Nothing I can do about it. I got the RAWs into my computer, stitched them all together. I was able to bring it down. You can actually see the details in the clouds now, and it looks significantly better. And I still shoot RAW because no matter what, I'm going to do some kind of edits to the photo in some way, shape, or form. And the only reason that you would use JPEG is if, A, your camera has a limited buffer and you're shooting an action sequence, and that's okay. But if you're just in the learning process, I I would recommend shooting in RAW format.
1: yeah. Personally, I only shoot in RAW. The only time I ever accidentally shoot in JPEG is, say, um, I use a battery that isn't a Canon brand battery, and all my settings get reset.
0: So. I know of at least one photographer I work with. He does everything in JPEG, but he also has, like, 40 years of experience doing this, and almost everything he does is, like, uh, the local team sport stuff. So it's just going to newspaper prints. So what he's doing, he knows he knows what settings he has to be at, and he needs to be able to essentially write as many files as he can to an SD card as quickly as possible. So that's right. his reasoning I behind mean,
1: it. That's that's like a different kind of thing though. That's pers that's if I can fucking talk. Um that's basically turning your uh slr your dslr camera into a point and shoot because you already have a pre-scripted um sequence of what your settings should be yeah
0: and that's you're not gonna know that off the get-go so if you're just starting out raw look actually i'd say read the manual and find out where it says in there how to switch it to raw and then leave it in raw until you're comfortable in what you're doing which I'm still right.
1: Not. I mean, there's also if you don't feel like reading fucking manuals, there's a lot of good uh, YouTube tutorials out there also for specific uh, bodies on how they work.
0: Oh yeah, uh, there are so many good ones. There's this uh, there's this one channel that, in addition to just general information and stuff they actually they will go through in like newly released bodies and they they go back like 10 years they'll actually do like a 60 minute long video of here's the camera body here's what this button does here's what this button does so there are so many of those yep. on youtube
1: uh adorama has some good uh, informational tutorials also on their youtube channel
0: and there's nothing wrong with the 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 kit stuff is perfectly fine when you're starting out the kit I I picked up when I started it was a T6S with a what was it an 18 to 135 and the first the first lens I got is everybody should get one of these it's a 50 millimeter f1.8 for your respective brand the nifty 50 it's a great entry level portrait lens everybody makes them they're dirt cheap
1: they are great at shooting weddings too I just want to throw that out there they are absolutely great
0: but my my first as everybody that's ever handled it has said my first real lens was a 70 to 300 and uh I have since sold it cuz I picked up my 70 to 200 f4 but um that's so when you start off start off with a kit lens find out discover what you really want to shoot and do your research from there so I I live in a city but oh man architecture is boring to me so boring but i live on a river in the city as well so we have so much wildlife so know what you want to shoot and research that so my primary lens for wildlife is a sigma 150 to 600 and that thing is a monster did i did i bring that one
1: to massanutten
0: i don't think i did
1: uh no you didn't um i think you only had the uh
0: 500 No, it, it must have been the uh 70 to 300 that i had with me Oh man, that thing though is a monster, and like I said, it's expensive. But y- you gotta, you gotta know what you wanna shoot. Oh god, he ran off. He's coming back with something. What is he coming back with? Oh god, what does he got? He's opening it up. He's pulling it out. Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, what is that? Is it the Tamron?
1: This, uh, this is the Sigma, uh, one seventy five hundred.
0: Oh, oh, so you got it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got it a while ago, but the only thing, um, I love this lens, I do. Don't get me wrong. I should have spent the extra 100 bucks and got the one with uh IS.
0: Oh, yeah. If you're starting out, IS is your friend. Actually, IS is your friend in general.
1: Yes, it is. That was, um... Um, but yeah.
0: So basically that that's that's one of those things where when you're starting out you don't know what you want to shoot the the kit stuffs can do you just fine until you discover you want to do wildlife or you want to do landscape or you want to do portrait because it is such an expensive hobby and now I'm like I'm doing three different things and each one of those lenses get quality get quality up front
1: yeah like for myself I I'll shoot anything that I'm hired for because I'm not going to turn money down. But personally, I like shooting wildlife. Uh, a lot of times I shoot flowers more than anything else. And for that, I'd like to use my uh, what is it, 128 to 135 ultra wide with IS. I love the thing. I want to get the other version of this, the more current one, which uh, Shadow has. Um, I believe it's the eighteen to one oh five or something like that. Uh, the
0: twenty four to one oh five?
1: Yes, yes, the twenty four uh, to one oh five. I was just
0: playing with the gen two at Best Buy today. Oh, get the Gen two. All
1: right, all right. It's that lock
0: switch itself is worth it.
1: Alright, I'll keep that in mind. Um but yeah, I want to get one of those lenses. I had one for like four days and at an event that I was at I kind of broke it because it dropped.
0: Whoops, this is why I don't rent gear, which, by the way, if you're just starting out, renting gear is a way to go. Most places will let you do it. Um, The only condition on most places is essentially you have to use your card, and they'll put a hold on the card for the amount of the value of the lens for situations if you break it. So you just gotta baby it, but there are companies that do that.
1: Yeah, and if you live uh, down in the city both Adorama and BH will rent out gear. They just hold a retainer.
0: So, that's that's another way to get into it if you're not sure, you want to test out gear and you just don't trust reviews. Uh there's like lensrental.com. They'll ship it right to your door.
1: That's good to know.
0: I that's my understanding. I don't I like I said I don't I don't rent gear cuz I don't like holding other people's equipment in my hands. That's just me.
1: Yeah, same here. I'm particular. That's why I have uh, put on a little debt buying glass.
0: I mean, I've I've wandered out on some slippery rocks on the river just to talk to somebody while holding like three grand worth of camera equipment on me. And like one slip, I go in the drink, but all my stuff's insured. So it's all on my renter's insurance policy.
1: Yeah, I don't have renter's insurance. I need to get that. Ooh, It's like 10 bucks a month. Yeah, true. But my insurance right now, I'm... I'm in a transitional phase for my auto insurance, so it's like, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be staying with who I'm with or moving on. That's
0: fair. So the number one thing I want, and I'll never be able to afford this in my life, maybe when I'm like 40 and all my debts are gone and like I have $1,000 or a couple thousand dollars in savings, is so anything at the 800 millimeter mark for wildlife, those things start off like at 10 grand.
1: Yes. There's a Sigma that I want. That's like two foot in diameter for the lens and tapers down to like what my, uh, uh, 500 is. That thing is freaking phenomenal on, like, the reviews of the photos it can take. And I saw some of the photos that it took of, oh, say, Mars when it's in view. And, yeah, I want that lens. Only because of the pull for both nature and night shots. Like, shooting the sky, you pull in all the freaking light because of how wide the barrel is on this goddamn thing
0: oh man oh that's speaking of shooting the night skies this is this is like a two part thing and this is where I wish I had been into photography before I went out there so I had the the pleasure of visiting the desert in the middle of the summertime the American Southwest in the middle of summer I do not recommend ever doing that for the record not in the summer maybe like the spring or the fall but never never the summer because you'll experience what 117 degrees feels like
1: Hashtag Flagstaff Arizona, been there, done Ugh. that, don't want to do it again.
0: But uh, the American West, and I, I don't know how well it works in Europe, because Europe's a lot denser than the United States, but they have stricter rules on light pollution. Astrophotography, I love space, but like just the basics for astrophotography, to get that um, that that sharpness while still having a wide-open aperture, that already is going to set you back there. Uh, but they have just essentially tripods with auto-tracking heads, and all this stuff is, like, pre-calculated. These assemblies start at, like, I think one was starting at, like, $45,000, and it just tracks the nighttime sky, so you can do the 10-minute long exposures without any of the, the star trails because it's essentially matching the rotation of Earth on the tripod. You got you got that little flash going? Which one was that by the way?
1: Uh this is uh the 430 EX3. Oh,
0: that's the same one I have. Yeah, that's the one with the radio in it. Is that the is that yep. is that a Photo tripod too?
1: Uh it is a zombie. Oh,
0: okay, cuz I've the I was about to say you you just you just copy my setup. I'll fight you.
1: <laughs> what I need to do though is I need to get uh, another two flashes so that I could set them up in uh, slave mode and master and see if I could get people convinced enough to let me take portraits of them.
0: The, uh, the RT is the most surprising release from Canon uh, for that, that Gen 3 because previously to you could actually use it as a master on their most expensive one by radio transmission and previously the little remote transmitter to make that work by itself costs as much as that flash. So now, instead of just buying the radio transmitter so you can use the more expensive flashes off-body, you can just buy that flash for the same price, get an additional flash along with the radio transmitter. Makes no sense canon, but that's what they did.
1: Hey, if it works, that's all I can. Oh,
0: it does work, and it's the exact same cost, and I need a second one for reasons. Skylar can never yeah. listen to this podcast. <laughs>
1: Oops, it fell off the truck kind of thing.
0: Whoops. Yeah, I don't I don't know where this came from. It was a GoFundMe. Now, uh and
1: that's why Shadow is missing a kidney. Oh, I'm not missing
0: yet. I am very honest with my purchases. She's just sleeping when I do them, and she wakes up and like, "Oh, by the way, I spent money." Yeah. That's my life.
1: Yeah, I I just got to uh get my purchases to start paying for themselves um yeah that's why I'm not really all that stingy with any gigs that I do get
0: see I'm I'm just I don't I don't know if it's because maybe it's just where I'm at I I live in a essentially a arts college town so photographers here are a dime a dozen nobody has asked me to shoot anything for them
1: do you network?
0: Not really. That's also part of it. I just mostly do this as a creative outlet. I'm not a very artistic person. I can't draw to save my life.
1: Yeah. I mean, for myself, I I network any chance that I get. Like, if I go to a coffee house, I drop my business cards.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, like I said, I mostly just do this for fun. Um, I think it's like the one-year anniversary of when I was published coming up. And it wasn't even, like, a physical print. It was a basically just an online article of, hey, despite everything going on in the world, here's some cool pictures taken around Richmond.
1: Yeah, I I haven't been published yet. Outside of, like, when I was in college. Other than that, I have not been published. And the publishing was in a um, College Magazine. That was it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. That's pretty much where I am. Speaking of which, I did get a new not directly camera accessory. Um, So my trip out to Western Virginia not West Virginia, Western Virginia there is a difference. Like I said earlier, my biggest issue was um, the Canon Connect software. You can pull the images digitally off the camera but it'll do it as a JPEG so there was no way for me to edit the RAWs and even on top of that, uh, using a finger on a phone or even a tablet isn't fun like at all
1: uh no i i hate that myself and i'll get into something after you're done
0: so my most recent purchase it's the thing you would not expect from me it's actually an apple tablet it's an ipad (gasps) i know right so here's here's you went fruity oh i know i went fruity for one reason this goddamn pencil (laughs) so 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 hear me out on this and i might get disowned for this so i looked in a couple options one of them was the surface go at four hundred dollars and then an additional hundred dollars to get the pen with the surface go and it runs a full version of uh windows you have to unlock it to be a home version but it runs a um, a mobile not even a core i3 it's one of the cheaper chipsets and i don't think it'd be able to handle Photoshop, or Lightroom. I really don't think it would. So that option was off the table. The other option was a Samsung Galaxy tab, and the equivalent Galaxy tab to an iPad runs for $600 starting. Like $600. So here I am going, okay, well, let's look at the iPad. And the most recent basic version of the iPad, the one that starts at $324, has the Apple Pen support. What when did this happen? apparently this year, on top of that, I come to find out that Adobe is actually actively working on a full version of Photoshop for the iPad to be released next year so the the total I think I right. um, paid out of pocket yeah. was five hundred and I have full rod support
1: okay that's um that might that might convert me and
0: that's this is all I'm using it for, so it fits in my bag. And I have a version of Lightroom that syncs to the cloud because I pay for the subscription thing. I get 100 gigs. Actually, I get 120 because I'm also paying for something else, too. I got 120 storage space. And now my new workflow is I plug my SD card right into this iPad using this adapter here. It brings up an import dialog. It lets me import the raw files as is. Lightroom is already configured on the device to pull, uh, pull all the things from the reel in. So it imports them there and starts syncing to the cloud if there's a connection there. And then on my home PC, it pulls a copy down to a folder, and I just tell the regular Lightroom on my desktop to import from that folder to keep in my permanent collection. I don't actually have to plug an SD card into my computer at all anymore if I don't want to.
1: I'm right there with you, but in a different manner of speaking. For myself, I use a Narbox, This lovely little thing right here. It will uh, import raw photo and uh the raw format of video so it all goes on here is 260 gigs in this lovely little computer that i use also with this it doesn't use any processing power from the tablet just syncs it as a screen the uh, processor in the nar box does everything but also if i feel like it i can open up these tabs and plug shit into it nice it's basically it's basically a computer on the go that handles all the other shit so that um, that was the other
0: thing i looked into as well um i think it's either sand disc or western digital one of the uh one of the two they they have essentially one of those as well where you just plug in the sd card directly into it. it's it's a portable hard drive you just plug the sd card into it and you hit the button and it makes a full right, copy but
1: this this isn't a portable hard drive it's a mini computer. Yeah. This has its own OS on it and everything. So
0: that that's the more advanced version.
1: Um, I guess if you want to go that way. But also this, I could throw it off the side of a mountain, pick it back up, and it still works.
0: Ah, uh, solid state technology right there. Solid state is the future, people.
1: So that's another reason why I went with this. It's durable as hell. So if I'm out in the woods somewhere and i'm syncing all my photos to this and say something happens i still have this to fall back on with all my shots
0: this this weekend was the first time i actually took the ipad out in the field with me and with t-mobile i have like five gigs of hotspot data for my phone so i got the the Wi-Fi tablet. So what I can do in the field is, while I was still staring at this heron that was ten feet away from me while it was doing essentially nothing, I was able to pull the card out, swap it with another card, import the picture of the heron onto the tablet, make corrections to it, because the heron's doing absolutely nothing but staring at water, because herons. And I was able to get that photo sent out while I was still sitting on the rock. I love technology. Nice.
1: Nice. I might end up going that route. I mean, my my Samsung plan gives me uh, 10 gigs of hotspot. Um, but I have so many dead spots, it's not even funny. Um, the only spot where I'm on top of a mountain or in the woods that I know I have good connection is up in Lake George. But that's about it. Anywhere else, it's like, uh, yeah, just wait until you get somewhere that has Wi-Fi or cell reception.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you want to... The best time to learn that you don't actually have a mobile storage solution is when you leave town for a week. And my entire solution at the time was, well, just bring all four SD cards with me and hope none of them die. It was not a good solution.
1: Yeah, I have a book of um, SD cards, uh, several 64 gig. I have two, uh one twenty four and then some like 32s, but I only go to the 32s if I'm really desperate.
0: So I don't know why this took me so long to get one of these, but every SD card you buy comes with these little plastic cases, which are super easy to lose. And I've actually killed an SD card by leaving one of those in my wallet. So what I try to do is when I go on these walks is just to, for lack of a better term, I try to carry the minimum with me. So I killed an SD card doing that. So Pelican, and I assume other companies do this, they make these SD card sleeves, essentially, where this one will hold 12 SD cards. And and it's about the size of a very large wallet. And you can just shove this right in your pocket.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I have one myself, which I also, I uh, have this little case here that it fits nicely into, which I also keep a lot of my uh, wires and everything in also. Um, But, yeah, uh, about, yeah, 12 definitely. I mean, if I use the adapters with the smaller SD cards in it, and then fill up all the little micro SDs in there. Also, I could probably get more than twelve.
0: For those of you just starting out, a lot of people will tell you if the micro SD card isn't native and the you can't risk losing the photo, try to avoid using an S or micro SD into a SD card adapter for a camera because more connections means more likely a failure. Not saying it's going to fail on you, but you're increasing the odds of a failure. Just a heads up.
1: Yeah, I just used the micro SDs because they were a lot cheaper. I got a I got a bulk pack of them, and it was a lot cheaper Which is fine. than buying a solid uh, SD card. The only solid SD card that I have is, uh, I think, a 64 gig? Nope, a uh, 32 and a 64. That's about it.
0: Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with doing it, but if if you have a client paying you two grand to be there for those shots, try to remove as many fail points as you can and be as redundant as possible. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, they're not gonna pay you if you don't deliver.
1: That's where you have uh unforeseen um things in your claws. Yeah.
0: yeah. Get a second camera body. All right, uh, I think we've ranted about cameras for long enough.
1: Sure thing. And like always, there's only one question from the audience, which we're going to change this to questions from Zyber. Because, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we had to I mean, stop Daymox.
1: Again. Well, true. But that that's for other reasons um, that we already touched on. But, yeah. Um, when gaming or doing other hobbies, do you ever forget to do anything that's important and makes you feel like such a noob to where you facepalm?
0: Do you ever forget to do anything that's important and feel like such a noob that you facepalm? Um, I'm going to go right back to the previous topic.
1: Or novice or whatever.
0: Going back to the previous topic, and this is why I shoot raw. Um, here's, here's so for photography. Like I said, I've been doing it for two years. And the first thing I do is so most of my photography, I do it as a walk. I go on like a a three to six mile loop around the city I live in. I walk out of the house or my apartment building. The first thing I do is bring the camera up to eye level and fire off a shot and review it. I do this for a couple reasons. A, make sure I have an SD card in there because if you walk two miles before you get your first picture and my camera doesn't let you squeeze off a shot unless there's an sd card in there i have it set up that way it shows that i have an sd card two it shows that i removed the lens cap because you don't want to walk the two blocks over right to the canal and see a heron right there and it's doing something adorable and you bring up the camera and your lens cap is on three it allows me to ensure that i've set my baseline settings to where i need them to be because everything i do is outdoors I need a base uh, exposure. I trust the in-camera exposure to the best of my abilities, but it does a full scene. So if I'm working with, uh, if I know I'm going to be shooting like uh, darker animals, I'm going to overexpose and I need to overexpose to compensate for it. So I do that in an attempt to reduce it. Now it doesn't mean I still don't screw up. Like I think I walked around for like two days without image stabilization on because I didn't notice. But uh yeah that's yeah when i found out about the whole image stabilization thing i was just like wait seriously
1: for myself i'll i'll go with that i'll go with the previous topic as well for me though on that it's it's my freaking uh outdoors uh filters when transitioning from being outside to inside i forget that they're on my lens
0: Oh, this is why I don't use filters. At all. Like, I've tried to use filters. I can't stand them. But no, I, I, I'm i the same way because what I'll do is I'll put the camera up in the closet and then am like, oh, the cats are doing something adorable. And I'll go grab the camera and I'll fire off a burst of shots. I'm like, oh, none of that's usable. It's yeah, like pitch yeah. black.
1: Absolutely. Um, that, that was actually something I did yesterday and I was like, Jesus Christ. I did it again when I was reviewing photos last night. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> I. I would say about a quarter, uh, not a quarter, maybe mostly like an eighth now because my keeper rate's actually insanely high these days. Um, I would say about an eighth of that eighty-eight thousand photos is just trash photos.
1: Just yeah, no redeemable value. I'm right there with you. I have uh, six thousand photos on my uh, um, portable drive, and most of that's trash.
0: And like. I like Lightroom. It's a great application for managing photos, but it is not fast. And when you're trying to dig through 88,000 photos to just be like, that's crap, that's crap, that's crap. It's time consuming. I think the last time I did it was like six months ago and I started with my oldest stuff, which was easier to do back then because half of it was trash. I was able to just, everything, just rated all as a one, do a filter for all the ones, just delete everything. And I cleared up a couple of gigs. But when my biggest issue is just just going through and being like, that's trash, that's trash. That's trash. It's just so time-consuming. I should really do it after I get back, but I don't.
1: Yeah, my, my process is a little different. Before I go into the Portrait Pro program, I use the EOS program and look through all my shots. If something doesn't look good, I trash it and don't even convert it over or whatnot. It's just a matter of getting it on a bigger screen for me to say, okay, I'm going to work with this shot to, okay, it's garbage.
0: Uh, that I know we're supposed to be done with the topic. That's my other advice. If you're just starting out, take as many shots as you can when you're starting out because that little three-inch screen on the back of the thing, it'll look great on there, but you might have missed focus, and you don't really see that till you get that up on the 20-inch monitor at home. Take the shot, recompose, take the shot again if you have the chance. Always do that because there's nothing wrong with this, and I, I deal with this, so I, I do a lot of wildlife. Right. I, I work with subjects that move around frequently, like a bird can just take off and I gotta try to get it in flight. There's nothing wrong with spamming the shutter. Don't let anybody tell you there's anything wrong with it. Spam that shutter until you hit the buffer. Just do it if you have to, as long as that subject's yep. there and the subject's moving. If the subject's moving, spam the shutter because there's nothing wrong with it these cameras are rated for a minimum of like a hundred thousand shots for most of them
1: right and uh if you can get that motionless motion that's great like if uh the bird itself is still but you have that mo- movement in the wings that's a good shot to me
0: yeah practice 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 oh my god we've made this about nerdy camera stuff uh god
1: just like uh shooting planes if you were to say go to an air show you want that motion in the propeller just not in the body of the plane
0: i would say also rent at least a 600 millimeter lens if you can if you're shooting an air show
1: yes that as well
0: if you live in the hampton roads area i don't know if langley still does it langley air force base but uh even if they don't and you live near the base uh that is where the F twenty two demo jet flies out of. I know because it's the reason I have tinnitus where earplugs at an air show. Just saying. But um yeah, air shows are freaking great I would love to go to one. I just need to look up the next time Langley does one. So A, I can be nostalgic for being at my old base. And B, uh aircraft, I love aircraft. That's I'm not saying that's part of the reason I joined the Air Force, because quite frankly, I needed the job at the time, but I never once actually complained when a jet flew by me. It's freaking amazing watching them fly.
1: Yeah, the only air show I've ever been to was the ones that they have in Ocean City and that's about it.
0: Uh, have you seen the F-22 flying at the Ocean
1: City one? Um, I saw the Blue Angels.
0: Uh, I love the Blue. I grew up to the Blue Angels. I'm a Navy brat. Seriously, go find an air show, people. Not Even if you're not a photography. air shows are amazing.
1: Alright, with that said... That's what I'm
0: doing right now. I'm looking them up. Oh, <laughs> by the way, Zyber, um, that that seventy to two hundred, Skylar's indirectly mad at you. That seventy two hundred f four is I picked up. That's your fault.
1: No, after after massing and seeing
0: your seventy two hundred, I'm like, yep, it's time. I need I need some white L lens in my it's life. It's
1: not my fault. Yours is better than mine. Fuck you. It's not my fault.
0: I only get lenses with is. I picked it up used...
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. See, the thing, though, is when I ordered mine from Dell, I thought it said it had IS, and it didn't.
0: Um, For... for the, Also, just good advice in general for all levels of photography, there is nothing wrong with used gear. B&H, Adorama, um, Canon, I'm pretty sure Nikon does it. I don't know if Sony does it, but the refurbished from the factory, so Canon and Nikon, um, I can't speak to Nikon because I haven't done it, but Canon's refurbs, other than maybe like a scratch on like the lens cap, my uh, my 24 to 105 was in pristine condition. My 60 body, pristine condition. And that stuff is, it's like new. And not only that, it actually has higher quality control than anything you, you get new because it means a person physically held it. Physically went over the device, made sure everything was flawless with it versus something that comes off the assembly line, which one unit out of every, what, like 200 might get checked. The refurb stuff means somebody physically held it in their hand and inspected the device and said this meets quality. Nothing wrong with refurb, and it generally is about like 10% off off the get-go. You just don't get the boxes generally. Refurb. Refurb. Other than that, uh, Cecil demanded I go through this list of stuff off the end of it after Zyber's question and answer session. You all can submit questions in the GNA Discord.
1: Uh, yeah, so I just, okay, there we go. Just look for that hashtag, ask your questions. That's ASS your questions. Ask your questions.
0: Please, somebody other than Damok. we don't take his questions anymore. Love you, Damok. Alright. We really hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. So if you're enjoying listening to us, let other people know. You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, and YourListen. And wherever else you want to find, next page, us. (laughs) I'm terrible at this. Let us know and we'll upload it there. You can also follow us on Twitter at GNA Podcast or join us in our Discord chat. See the pinned tweet. Facebook. We're also on Facebook. Just search @GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting guests on our other streaming feeds www.twitch.tv/gna podcast and on Mixer at www.mixer.com/gna podcast. I apologize if it sounds like my neighbor's hammering something. They probably are. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Since you're the only other host, tell us about Humble Bundle, Cyber.
1: But first, I'd like to say, you can, in fact, find us on Spotify now. Um, yeah, we have no qualms with them anymore. Ignore those uh, previous episodes. But yes, our, our friends at Spotify now allow us to uh, share ourselves there. Um, but yes, Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is uh, a partner of ours and their service. Uh, you buy games like you normally would, but with a twist. Um, yeah, you just buy the game and decide if you want to give it to the um, developer, Humble Bundle, or, I don't know, a charity. But our partnership, if you throw in question mark partner equals GNA podcast um, at the end of the link, We'll say, hey, you know, GNA sent us here. They do us a little kick that goes to our charity that we sponsor of uh, um, Extra Life, which we are also going to be doing Extra Life uh, come November 3rd, the big event. Um, As of today, we have uh, $36.81 in um, funds that we slung over to charity. So... Be sure to uh, stop by Home grab a bundle, the uh, grab a bundle, and throw in that question mark partner equals GNA podcast. To help us out.
0: Thank you, rotating host. Oh wait, whoops. Thank you, Ziver. We are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check out our good friends Proxy Fox over at Yeah Dude Gamers. Also check out our friends Matt and Wilco over at Ultra Super Mega. Um, this is gonna really sound weird since it's me. We want to thank myself, Morgan BS Photography, for our new logo and artwork. Check me out at morganbs.com. Email us your email us at gna podcast at one with questions, comments, concerns, death threats, uh, thoughts about Zyber's face, thoughts about Shadow's face, thoughts about Cecil's face, um, probably about Dee's face if you really want to. In blue, I don't think they're going to care as much though, but they might. Um,
1: oh, they might. They might. I mean, he, he hates blue people, but doesn't mean he's blue.
0: We would love to hear from you. Last but last but not last? Wow, it's Okay. Last but not last, check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com Also, I think this I did this out of order. Zyber, where can people find you at?
1: You can find me uh, palling around on the GNA uh, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, as well as my own Facebook and Twitter. I have a website, again, it's a Wix site and I'm not gonna say it. Just look around GNA or on any of my other uh uh formats, like my Twitter is on there. Um but yeah, if you wanna game on my uh profile for Discord, all that stuff's there. If you wanna play, go there.
0: And you can find me, Shadowfox, at morganbs.com, if we haven't said that enough times tonight. Um, All my affiliate links are on there. I am on Reddit, Twitter. I don't really use the Twitter that much. Um, Instagram, that's where I mostly post. I post there more often than anything. And on Facebook, I'm there as well. It is facebook.com slash morganbs. I know I got that domain name back in, like, 2008 when they first rolled that out. It's called Domain Sitting. Nice. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a good night.
1: Absolutely. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Hurry up with this paid shit, I've got Moripovich to watch."